guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina, and I'm a certified nutritionist, health nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn how to use nutrition and other lifestyle tools and neuroscience-based hacks to feel, look, and do your absolute best. Guys, today we're going to be talking about food. We haven't talked about nutrition, you know, even though the name of this podcast, Food School, we haven't talked about nutrition for quite a while. And the reason being is food is very important. That's what we're made of. But also the way food works in our body, it so depends on everything else that we do. Sleep, light exposure, our stress management, our relationships, our uh, goals, visions, how we talk to ourselves, uh, uh, where we focus our energy and our attention, right? So food is a huge part of the equation and I'm a nutritionist, you know, it's my number one passion, but there are so many other things besides food. Uh, On this podcast, you will learn how I, as a nutritionist, and what I learned from other brain nutritionists and nutritional psychiatrists and neurosciences, what we choose to eat and what we try to avoid and what are some eating principles that we follow knowing how food affects our mental um, and physical state, but also, you know, specifically for brain coaches and neuroscientists, how it affects our mental state, our mood, and as a result, our performance. Food has a lot to do with that. And that's why, you know, when I started to talk to well, brain coaches and neuroscientists and listen to content and to read different books and research and articles, I'm like, I think I finally found people who really do care about nutrition. Like you, they wouldn't put all this crap that's on the shelves of the supermarket regularly in their mouths, even if, I don't know, you pay the million dollars, just because million dollars, just because they do know how it affects your brain and your brain. They are fans of that neuroscientist, that is. Um, Your brain is everything. You know, it analyzes all the information that is coming from all your all of your sensory organs right now, from your ears, from your eyes, from your gut, from your muscles, from your liver, everywhere. The brain is always scanning inside and out and gives you feelings and thoughts. It's kind of like a summary of what's happening and what you got to do to adjust that to potentially thrive. Even though, of course, all of the brain predicts is just the best guesses. And the brain, as more and more neuroscientists agree, is this just prediction machine. It tries to do its best to give you the best tools and thoughts and emotions to produce the desired action to make you thrive, not just survive, but also thrive. So nutrition, today we're talking about that. But before that, a quick announcement. We are going to be transitioning this podcast by the end of next week, where we're going to have our first, and there are going to be a lot of guests uh, on upcoming episodes, digital nomads, remote professionals, location-independent entrepreneurs, that's who I'm going to be talking to here in Playa del Carmen. So some of the episodes are going to be live, uh, also with a lot of people outside of Playa del Carmen, uh, done via Zoom. 
So you're going to hear a lot of interesting stories from real people who learned quite a few things how to maintain their health, their fitness, their healthy brain to stay productive and healthy and fit, um, working from their computer that can be located in their hometown or anywhere else in the world. You know, all the struggles and things they understood they shouldn't do if they want to enjoy the adventures, but also thrive. So in the podcast name, I'm also going to be changing that. And it's going to be something like fit and focused for remote work and digital nomads. The content besides having more guests going to be focused on what it says in the description right now. It's integrative health, it's nutrition, it's all connected to neuroscience and best brain performance that also includes feeling happy. Um, all the best tools and hacks and supplements and everything that's, you know, just coming out from different research labs, from different scientists. I'm going to summarize it. I'm going to bring you the actionable tools. So this is where we're going to be. And of course, there's going to be a lot of nutrition because I am a nutritionist and I'm very passionate about food. But as you know by now, it's not going to be all food. So now let's get back to nutrition, guys. So what are some guiding principles and uh, truth that we as nutrition, as health professionals, and specifically as brain coaches, and also what neuroscientists, what we follow to keep our brain healthy and the rest of the body healthy and fit and you know happy, performing well. So Truth number one, most of you find most of what you find in supermarket, it isn't food. If you buy products with ingredients, with ton of them, packaged with all kinds of things to make them last long or create good texture, like all these emulsifiers, like if your a lot of your food contains a lot of these products, not whole foods that you cook from kind of like scratch and then you eat that um, as fresh as possible. So if you have a lot of products and if most of your food consists of those products, no matter like how healthy on the label they seem to be, you're just not going to be thriving. Um, and it's not just my idea. It's actually, in Brazil, they created this um I think it's health index for health, for eating and nutrition. So they analyze data from um, a lot of countries in the world. They analyze data about consumption of different food and food groups and eating patterns. And then they uh, correlated that with the health state in the country, like the obesity levels, you know, heart disease, um, like diabetes, all of that stuff. And what they found is across the board, one truth is prominent. The less products people eat, the more people cook from scratch, the healthier, fitter, happier they are. Hands down, there is no question about it. Like, zero question about that, right? And we don't know exactly what's causing that and how it all works and why. But that's the truth. If you want to be your healthiest, your fittest, your happiest, most productive self, you got to eat as little products as possible. Again, if, especially if those products have ingredients that you don't have in your kitchen, that means that those ingredients probably are for storage purposes to make them last longer too. You know, they, those products made 
to make business of food work, not to make you work. And I'm not saying, you know, it's all poison and you're going to die or uh, it's for sure going to cause cancer and diabetes and heart disease. But the statistics, it's undeniable. Like the more people eat product, the sicker and unhappier, unhealthier, unfit they are. That is it. How you want to interpret that, you know, where you want to go with that, it's it's your choice. But what I see from the healthiest, happiest, uh, strongest, most productive people, they don't eat products. They eat cooked food. Um, and it's either cooked, you know, they cook themselves, somebody in the family, they get it delivered sometimes um, if they're doing really well. Well, actually, chefs are not that expensive these days, you know. Um, if you get a chef who comes, let's say, once a week and cook you a bunch of meal. It's actually um, saves you a lot of time, first of all, and that it's not more expensive than if you were to eat out. So if you're thinking, you know, about where do you get your food if you don't cook it, you might look into personal chefs or cooks. Um, a lot of them without celebrity status, they are quite affordable, again, if, especially if you already eat out. So you might as well take control of those ingredients they go into your food and why I'm not for eating out because you also want to understand that restaurants restaurants it's a business and just like food they are mostly I don't know the percentage, you know, but I know that they do care about profits first and foremost. They need to figure out a cheaper way to produce food. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to exist as businesses. And so because of that, they use cheap ingredients that that are not of the highest quality most of the places. I'm not saying every place there are high uh, level places that do use good ingredients, but even then, they're not nutritionists, and if they can use something cheaper, they would use it, um, even though it might not be optimal for, let's say, gut health. So, what I also notice, the more people eat out in regular places, not some, you know, organic eatery that does take care of ingredients, and you have, like, nutritionists working there. But most of the places, like, at least 90% of them, if you eat down there regularly, you're going to screw up your health. And most probably it's going to come from your gut health via them using oils, reusing them. That has been shown in some at least research. And there is more coming, I'm sure of that. That's going to screw up your gut health. And that will screw up everything else. Because your gut, guys, is where you encounter your food, you get your nutrients, and also your gut protects your insides from the outside, meaning, you know, you put your food in your <clears throat> mouth, in your gut, and with all these microbes and God knows what else. And your gut's <clears throat> task and objective is to protect you from any possible uh, infections or viruses or bacteria that might screw up your health, and just also to optimize nutrient absorption and to only take in what is beneficial to you as a host. And your gut only can work, it seems, with foods that our grandparents ate, right? And they for sure did not use all these vegetable oils. Like, there are so many people that would say, well, there is no good research saying that these oils um, definitely make our health worse. But nutrition is a 
very complex science. It's very hard to make those studies to isolate oils specifically. But just remember that fact that our grandparents, they did not use any of those oils. That is quite a recent occurrence, less than 100 years, less than probably 50 years, if we take like globally global usage of these oils. And so if you want to take that gamble and you want to be on the side of people eating all these vegetable oils and then figuring out at the, you know, in 20, 30 years, whether that was good for you or not. And a lot of those things will become irreversible if there was negative effect on your health. You know, if you want to take that gamble, take it. I'm not taking it. And it seems that most nutrition and health scientists, they are not taking that gamble either. So you just want to pay attention to what people in the field actually do. It just they don't say a lot of those things because you know scientific com- community is very strict. Like if you don't have good research um, supporting your claim, then you better keep your mouth shut. Otherwise, you might be just uh, taken out of scientific community, and nobody will take you seriously. So just consider that. Um, besides, not eating products from supermarket and not making some, you know, regular eating out place your major food provider. Besides all of that, most of the people I talk to, nutrition scientists, integrative health scientists, brain coaches, they do take supplements because it's very hard to uh, optimize your diet to eat every single day, every single thing that your body and brain might require uh, for optimal health, for optimal fitness, to protect you from all the viruses and infections that are more and more off in our world. To do all of that, you need to optimize your nutrient intake. Now, supplements do not substitute good quality real food just because we don't know everything and we can't put everything in a pill. And for sure, you can't put whole foods in supplement. Like you can't put apple in a pill. That's just not happening. But they do help. They do act. And how do we know that? Well, people would develop certain nutrient deficiencies. And when they would be given a supplement, those deficiencies those health negative health consequences will go away. So we do know that supplements work, but again, because they do not replace whole foods and we do not know how exactly whole foods work and everything that is in there, supplements will never substitute your whole foods. But do supplement. Take a good quality multivitamin, multimineral, because um, it's very rare that they put in one supplement everything, vitamins and minerals, just because the pill going to get like too big. So your vitamins, your minerals, take those, take your omega-3 fish oil or cod liver oil or algae oil. If you're vegan or vegetarian, your brain needs that, your heart needs that, your inflammation levels need that. Fish oil, you know, it's one of those things if you don't take it, you are not optimizing your health or your performance and your brain will suffer if you do not take that consistently or if you do not eat fish. Like I eat fatty fish every day. So even if I don't take supplements, I'll still consuming that omega-3 fats every single day. A couple of other things that are very powerful for your overall health and your body brain performance. Probiotic-rich foods, specifically yogurt. 
Guys, there is something about dairy yogurt that if you can eat dairy yogurt and you don't legitimately have lactose intolerance or some other issues with good quality, organic, all natural uh, yogurt, eat it. It's not just the probiotic delivery system. First of all, it's not a supplement. It's naturally occurring bacteria doing their thing. The second thing, calcium and other nutrients in that yogurt that they also work together. Calcium is needed for muscle contraction, for your neurons to communicate, for to create digestive enzymes. It's not just, again, probiotics and taking sub- calcium supplement. They do work together as a system, just like an apple. You can't just make apple into a powder and expect it to work the same. The same here. You know, when you eat yogurt, it's not the same as taking calcium supplement and probiotics. So if you can eat it, eat it. Um, the Recent, there was an, an analysis about probiotic-rich foods, and what they found is when women specifically ate yogurt, Greek yogurt, maybe it wasn't Greek, but it was dairy yogurt, twice a day, I'm not sure about the amount, what they found is, compared to other women who did not eat that, their mood, <clears throat> their anxiety levels, everything was better, and of course, their gut health, their digestion, etc. So, probiotic-rich foods. Then we have organ meats. I also read quite a few articles about, like, you know, what are some best foods for mental health, for example. Organ meats, you know why? Not because there is some magic or because, yeah, organ meats contain some magical, I don't know, substance. You know, simply put, organ meats, specifically things like chicken livers, they contain per bite, per calorie, the most nutrients that your brain loves, like B vitamins, like iron, like vitamin A, choline. It's just also omega-6 that are also essential fats, actually. There is no magic. It's just nutrient density, natural nutrient density is off the chart. That's why organ meats. Also, in traditional cultures, organ meats was given to pregnant women and hats of tribes. And the reason being, they probably notice, you know, when you eat that organ meat, you are freaking healthy, fit, and confident, and strong, and just badass human beings. So, organ meats, you know, with probiotic-rich foods, I personally eat about uh, 400 milliliters. That's about, like, what, 33 ounces of yogurt. Uh, Two servings of 10 ounces or 300 milliliters combined is probably a really good idea to hit your calcium target and get all the probiotics. For organ meats, depending on the amount, I eat about 10-12 ounces. And for especially for liver, because of some of the nutrients like vitamin A, you want to eat it once a week. Not every day, no. Uh, once a week is 10-12 ounces. That's a good amount for a, for an adult. And then the last group that you want to consume every single day, and as much as possible, but eat it in whole form. Don't juice it. Don't make smoothies because some of the, uh, I'm talking about green vegetables, some of them contain nutrients that in smaller in manageable amounts, they're good for you. But if there are too many, they're not so good for you. Might contribute to things like your kidney or gallbladder stones and um, just trigger your immune system, right? So for example, things like spinach. Spinach is good, but please do not drink liters of spinach juice because that might begin create negative health effects. That's why also eating whole foods, it's just so compatible with human biology that you can't usually get negative health 
effects. Like it's super hard when you eat whole foods. When you start juicing powder and make smoothies and makes all kinds of alterations to consume huge amounts of that, that can backfire, right? So when I'm saying eat green vegetables as much as possible every day, things like Brussels sprouts, broccoli, um, and spinach, I do not mean to juice it or powder it to consume pounds of that. I do mean to cook it and eat it in salads and raw and cooked um, and chew your food. This food group contains probably the least amount of calories, but all these beneficial fibers and phytochemicals and vitamins and minerals, they're really rich and so many different antioxidants that your brain absolutely needs to thrive. Because again, in the brain, there is so much electrical activity going on. There are so many oxidants being created every single second of your life, that your brain really needs a lot of naturally occurring in foods antioxidants to protect itself and to keep itself healthy. And it seems that antioxidant supplements do not work all that well at all. That's where, you know, it's best to consume it from whole foods to do good and do not do harm. Uh, That's, you know, whole foods, they're just compatible. We again don't know how, but our body evolved, our brain evolved interacting with that. And it seems that it's also easier for the body as an organism to maintain optimal amount of that nutrients. Not too much, not too little. Like from foods, your body knows how to take what's needed and eliminate the rest. From supplements, it seems like not so much. Maybe it has to do with all the nutrients coming in together, uh, helping each other. Uh, Maybe it has to do with something else. We don't know for sure yet, but that's what you want to do. So to summarize it, foods in a supermarket, not really foods, unless you go for things like fruits, vegetables, meats, fish, you know, eggs, um, all these whole foods beans, nuts, seeds. Um, Restaurants, most of them do not deliver health. Please do not make a restaurant or a cafe your main food uh, delivery service. Maybe instead find a cook there who can cook for you using your ingredients and the way you like it. Number three, take supplements, uh, multivitamin, multimineral, omega-3s, two grams per day. That's the recommended amount. EPAs, DHA, very important for brain and for heart and just whole body health. Most, I think, missing uh, and needed food groups for a lot of people, yogurt, uh, if you can eat dairy, then please do eat that natural yogurt without any sugars. You know, you can add berries or fruit if you'd like. So 300, 400 milliliters per day. Um, if you want additional protein, go for Greek yogurt, organ meats once a week, about 10, 12 ounces. My favorite, chicken livers, because of nutritional profile, all livers have slightly or a lot different nutrition. And greens, eat them every day, variety, eat that uh, spinach, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts, and Swiss chard, and bok choy, and all of the vegetables that also make you feel good. Like for me, for example, kale, I I don't know, it just, whenever I eat it, I feel very anxious and just not good, so I don't eat kale. But some people really love it, and it seems to work for them. So see for yourself whether that works for you or 
or not. And that goes to all of the other foods. See how it feels. Sometimes though with vegetables, you know, don't overload on vegetables if you haven't eaten them for a while, because it does take time for your digestive system to get used to new foods, just like for your kids. The reason why your kids don't like a lot of new foods, for example, if you do have kids or nephews maybe, is because their digestive system is still adjusting to whatever's coming. And it's very cautious, like, is it safe? Is it not safe? Sometimes you don't have that microbiome to digest or absorb and metabolize all these new foods. So it takes time for your digestive system to get used to new foods. Maybe if I ate kale every day, my digestive system would also get used to it. But since kale is not something that is available to me um, everywhere I go, I don't really put an effort into eating kale. But I do eat a lot of spinach, broccoli, a lot of Brussels sprouts, asparagus, whatever greens I can find. And that work really well for me. That's it for today. I think I rumbled a lot about nutrition. If you have any questions about anything that you heard, you need some advice on any specific food, maybe you need some advice with your meal planning. Maybe you want me to um, talk to your chef or a cook uh, to help them to design a good menu for you and cook it in a healthy way. Reach out. There is also a link to schedule a call. It's free for you listeners. And on that call, you can ask all of your questions about nutrition, brain health, productivity, if you have attention span of a goldfish or HDHD or struggling with your fitness and weight loss, also do use that uh, link and schedule our call. Don't forget to check out the link in the show notes, Fit and Focused, Brain Body Blueprint for Remote Pros and Digital Nomads, my book that I'm going to be promoting the whole year. The idea is to sell or to give away 10,000 copies. I want all of you guys to have it because it's a true blueprint. I went there and I put out there all the lifestyle and nutrition and uh, also neuroscience-based behaviors, uh, all the foundational things that you want to be doing regularly to feel look and do your best. So check out the link, get the book available as paperback, as hardcover, as uh, ebook. Also going to be putting it in a couple of weeks on all the platforms like um, Apple Books, uh, Barnes and Nobles, and um, all of that stuff, just working on the formatting, etc. So, and schedule a call. That's it for today, guys. Share what you learned on this podcast. Schedule our call as needed. And till next time. As usual, eat better daily.